Hi, and welcome to Colorful Conversations, brought to you by the creators of Kaleidoscope Living. I'm Tia, your host and occasional referee. Hey, I'm Tasha. And I'm Joe. We know from experience that living your best life begins with creating a home you love. So on this podcast, we chat about DIY, home design, and life at home. Our goal is simple. We want you to learn something useful and have fun every time you listen. All right, y'all. Here we go. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Hey there. All right. Today, we're going to talk about why it's always okay to change or tweak your rooms. Yes. Let's talk about this. So here's the thing. I feel like... (laughs) Anthony, if you're listening, I feel like this really applies to you. This one's for you, babe. I wish you were here with me. (laughs) Here's the thing. I think that a lot of people create a room. I I mean, I am looking at Tia because I do feel like this is what they have done. Well, and we're right across from each other, which isn't helping. (laughs) Staring deeply into each other's eyes. (laughs) But you create a room. You buy the furniture. You you put up the art. It's done. You choose the paint color. And then you feel like it's done. I, I don't. Yes, correct. People I live with are like, and it will never be changed again. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> it just, here's the thing. And I feel like people really get, like, their heels get dug in. And they say, well, these are the choices we made. And this room is done. And we spent, you know, we spent our budget and this room is done. But there are things they are like, mm, this did not quite turn out the way I hoped it would. It's like ordering a meal at a restaurant and getting it and then not wanting it. Right. Because you see what it looks like and it doesn't look like what you thought it was going to yeah. And you're like, this, one of my friend Becky, both of our friends, she's so funny. You would love her. We were out to eat once and <laughs> she was so excited about the meal that she ordered. And when she got it, I was like, Becky, how is it? And she goes, mm. I wish it tasted better. (laughs) (laughs) That's how people, I mean, we all do it, but here's what I think people don't realize. And I think it's especially true, like in this culture where we have home decor bloggers and we have Mm. Pinterest and we have Instagram, people think incorrectly that these rooms are nailed the first time. Right. No You're seeing one, the final yeah, version. Yeah, no one nails these rooms the first time. We certainly don't. I mean, I would say it's rare that we, like, get it right the first time. Everything's getting changed. We, we, we have a timeline, I feel like. There's a expiration date on a room sometimes. <laughs> this just took a turn, everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, that is true. You know, it is in my nature to... You know, I love pretty things. And to it's you. your job. It is which my is job. Been, we've talked about this joke. Know, it's different here than it is at my house. But let okay, where it's so not let, my job. Yes, let's let's live in non-blogger land for right. today's conversation. It doesn't matter how you can take all the measures to nail it right the first time. You can create a floor plan on paper first. You can create a mood board. You can save magazine clippings and have a Pinterest board. And you can do all the things that I do think people should be doing. Mm -hmm. But no matter how carefully you plan it, it, it is always different when it gets in the four dimensional space. Right. It is four dimensional, right? Three dim- one, two, three, four. Three-dimensional. No, 3D is when you look at it on the on the pewter still. That's 2D. 2D? No, 2D is a Why flat mood board. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Why point... Why don't you tell us what 4D is? <laughs> Go ahead, Bill Nye. 
science guy. What is the fourth dimension? I am not sure, but but, the, but even if you do, I a, think it is forty. Thank you. Even if you do a room elevation on a computer, there is still something very different about actually bringing it into your into the physical realm <laughs> and sitting on it and touching it and walking among it. Right. It's just different, and colors can look perfect together on a mood board. But the sunlight in your room affects how it looks. I mean, we just experienced this in your kitchen. Yeah. Like we were painting, what were we painting? Your pantry door. Yeah. Right? And you were like, are we sure this is the right I was color? Like, I don't feel like this is the same color we just put up. But it was when it dried, it was different. It was different. And it was and a higher was, place on the yep. door. And that all affects all of it. So there's just, something can happen when you bring it into your space and you realize, is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. And when things look different on the computer, just so different hues and depth and all that with color, so different. And I would say that one of two things happens: either you recognize kind of immediately that something is not quite right, or as <clears throat> as is often the case with me. <laughs> It's so much better, and I love so many of the elements that we've chosen that at first, I kind of think I nailed it. And then time passes. Right. And I realize, oh, I think it would just be so much better if fill in the blank. And usually, it's not huge. Oops, I just, sorry, listeners, I just whammed my microphone. (laughs) I talk with my hands. Um, It's just, sometimes it's, a pretty little tweak like it's not like well we need to repaint the ceiling and the walls and redo the floor like it's not I'm right. not talking about that um but it just feels it's basically in my head it's gonna feel wrong until something's off we change it yes like if your pictures don't line up and you keep looking at it oh. and you're like I need to fix that or yes. Yes. You need to like move your rug around. It's not quite centered or. Yes. Yeah, sometimes it's very, very small things. Yeah. Well, I think what's helped and we've talked about this previously is, is some of the bigger stuff like painting a room isn't a big expense, but right. it takes time. And anyway, so we've talked about using more neutral colors to start a room off and that yes. way you can make more subtle changes. Yes. The furniture maybe could be a little more on the neutral side and that way. If you want to add in color and if you add in the wrong color with pillows or something like that, it's the, the expense isn't as big. Yes. And it gives you the option to make adjustments along the way. Right. It's it's very true. Like your big biggest elements in the room, we have learned over many, many years of trial and error that we're better off starting with a really what is a neutral base. Like if you stripped out all the art and throw pillows mm-hmm. and textiles and rugs from our room, or any of our rooms, they would be really neutral, which is so funny because yeah. I'm such a color lover. But here's the thing. So even if, even for people, you know, this is my job and I do feel like I've gotten better with it over time, but I'm still learning. And I feel like, um, I did read Joanna Gaines's home. I think it's called Homebody book. Mm-hmm. And she basically says that like, she doesn't, <clears throat> she doesn't explain it this way, but the way I think of it is, Everything we ever learn from the time that we're like newborn, sweet little babies, we have to like, we don't nail it the first time. And I just feel like the design process is no different and that should be expected. Like you, you really can't be expected to nail it every time. And so tweaking, I think you should just think of tweaking as part of the process. It's like an evolution. 
it it is an evolution yeah as your style changes and your life and what you need when you have <laughs> when you have a toddler yes especially in our home oh, was yes. very different very we had different. gated and covered and everything mm-hmm. compared to what we need now with just the occasional miss child mishap <laughs> so we've we've had an evolution through our what our family needs. Yes, also. I think that that's true. So, but I hear here are the hangups people have. <laughs> Tia could probably list them all off. Um, Joe could probably list them all off. But I think there's always a hesitation, no matter what, no matter where you fall on the spectrum. Like either you're a person who never wants anything to change ever, and you're done, which I think is where Anthony falls, mm-hmm. or you're like me, and I'm like change all the things. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Um, but people. I feel like dig their heels in and don't want to change or feel like they're fa- admitting like failure if they change things. Yeah. Because they, you've spent time doing it, right? That's right. number one time. Joe, well, the bigger, the bigger thing for Joe would be hit it. I know you're going to get it. Money. I'm, I'm at number one in the list. Oh. Yes. Not in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but. The, the, it is. Yeah. You've also spent money. It's It's hard to let go. You know, when you've put that not the time, but the, you know, the money into it. Cause you can probably find time to fix something, but to go out there and spend money on the new things or whatever it may be, that's going to make that change is tough. It's, jo- it- Joe, would you say that's your biggest hurdle to change? Definitely. <laughs> this is like the Ottoman. We have an Ottoman. Oh my God. That I bought at an auction for $40. It's like a, $250 ottoman. It might even be real leather. I'm not sure. I bought it from like a furniture company who donated it. It's very nice. It's fine. And I loved it when I bought it. Right. I don't love it anymore. Do you know how long we've had it? Like eight years. It has served its time. It has done its thing. It has served its time. And the other day I said, I really want a new ottoman. And Anthony had the nerve <laughs> to Uh-oh. say, you had to have that one. You just had oh. to have it at that auction. And I was like, come, sir. That was a $40 item a very long time ago. You should do the math and figure out how much that ottoman has cost <laughs> per day. And I should. He might Submit it to the board in triplicate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but that's that's it. Like, we have these hangups, and I think they are either we're just, we don't want to admit that we got it wrong, especially when there's something that you've maybe fought hard for. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, this is the perfect headboard. I love it. And then a year later, you're like, oh, this wasn't perfect. I kind of feel like that about our headboard. Oh, Oh, boy. It's fine. It's fine. Lord knows we're not going to change it. I'm pushing for the Ottoman right now. (laughs) That's the current agenda. One thing at a time, everyone. But you know what I mean? Like, in the moment, you did not think you were making the wrong decision. And in the moment, you weren't. But you realize after the fact. Anyway, so those are always the reluctances to change. Time, money, admission of failure. And, or, you're just a person who doesn't like change. What if this ottoman disappeared? <laughs> I'm not talking like... Joe's like a, mo- like a furniture monster. I'm not talking about like Godfather style, but oh. do the, uh, and we've talked about it, sell it. You know, and if, especially if you I think I bet it's, you could sell it for 40 bucks. Uh, I bet probably I more. I bet you could sell it for 50 and make a profit. And, and I will, you, know and what I'll spend what that, you know what I'll spend that $10 on? What? Ice coffee. coffee. <laughs> Ice coffee. <laughs> I'd be like, what's up now, suckers? But seriously, there have been plenty of times that, that we've profited off of stuff that we're like. Sell my, uh, I don't know if I can get the headboard off. I don't know how that's all connected, but y- you can usually can attach a it, headboard. But... Anyway, okay. So bottom line I like is, where Joe's heads at though. There, there you go. I mean, it's true, that's, and that solves one of your problems, your money problem. It helps soften that blow. It does, and I do feel like that when Joe and I have discussions, 
adult calm discussions about mm-hmm. these things. Sure, sure. I'm familiar with this. The resolution usually is, like he will say, do you think you can sell this? Mm-hmm. And most of the time my answer is, oh yeah, I don't think it'll be a problem. So, it's not always the answer, but like we are in the process of talking about upgrading Atlee's bed from a twin to a different size. And so we have had lengthy discussions already. And the one thing I keep saying is I am positive I can sell her green twin bed for probably more than we paid for it. So well, yeah, cause you redid it. We bought it secondhand. It. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, but bottom line is when it comes to like fighting this urge to make changes in a room, you're your own worst enemy and it's just, it doesn't serve any purpose. So I thought it might be helpful if we give you a few recent examples in our own house about things that we have, I think, realized just need a little tweaking. Should I start writing this down so I know what projects I have coming up? (laughs) That's funny. All right, everyone calm down. That's the Monica fake life laugh from my friends. Okay, so... Well, at least bad, I guess I just kind of gave as an example. I didn't even think of that one when I wrote up the notes for this episode. But I actually shared on Instagram either yesterday or the day before that though we, I feel like we're loving our kitchen, we feel good about the big decisions in the kitchen. But I realized, and I think we both realized sooner rather than later that there's, there's, we're not loving the range hood that we made. I mean, we DIY'd it. Mm-hmm. We had a good idea. It just didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. Yeah. With the, so the idea was, um, you know, we have the concrete finish on our fireplace, but we used the like gray, the, the, the gray. traditional mm-hmm. concrete color. Well, you can get it in white. And we've used this before when we made some footstools for the girls, but we used white concrete on the hood And in theory, like concrete is a more contemporary kind of modern finish. And so we felt like that was going to be enough to make it feel modern. And then we add, we banded the bottom with cedar. We'll add a picture for you in the show notes. The problem is only Joe and I know it's concrete. It's not obviously concrete. It does just look um, white in the. It looks like white painted wood. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that look like, Joe? If you had to assign a style to that, what would it be? Boring. No. Oh. oh, boom. I was going to say farmhouse. Oh, that too. <laughs> Which I don't. <laughs> you know me in these styles. I don't know this I don't stuff. Know. Anyway, it just, it does not have the vibe we wanted it to have. It doesn't so have as much pizzazz as it, you would It like. doesn't. And oh, it yeah. feels... You know me in pizzazz. I know. We've got a pizzazz. That's what I think about when I think of pizzazz. I do don't... know the word herringbone. I know what that is. Oh, well done, sir. That's way to go, sir. But it just feels a bit misplaced, I feel like, to us. And it's not... I don't know. It's just off. And so we are brain, we are in the process of brainstorming solutions. I don't think either of them, like, I don't think any of them will be crazy time consuming or expensive, but I feel like when we make that tweak, we will finally be like, yes, like the kitchen is done. Everything is the way we want it to be. And it's going to be so worth making that change as opposed to always looking at that hood and being like, womp, womp, that's boring. That's not like, that is Mm -hmm. not what we were going for. Yeah. And I think overall, too, what is going to help make this change for us is that it was not an expensive part of the kitchen. No. It's plywood and this concrete finish, which is cheap. Super, I mean, dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I'm here sitting sitting here thinking, 
well, darn, I really wish I had picked a different cabinet style. Right. It's Those are not the kinds of changes I am talking about. I am not encouraging you to willy-nilly <laughs> make big, expensive changes. But I feel like most of the time, that's not what's needed. I feel like most of the time when you feel like, ooh, we just didn't quite nail it, it's not a gigantic, huge, expensive change that needs to be made. It could be as simple as, like Joe said, changing a paint color. Or we talked about, I think, in episode... 12, the two things every room needs. Right. Maybe you just need some curtains and a plant. Throw a plant in there, y'all. Yes. That's cheap. It It's cheap. It's It helps clean your air. I mean, it's multi-purposeful. I, I just bought that, um, well, the long skinny one. Snake plant. Snake plant. I was going to say spider. I knew that wasn't right. And Anthony, I looked for one by myself. Yeah. Oh. I, I tend to make purchases like that alone. That's smart. It goes better. Yeah. And we had to go get something for school, for PTA, at Home Depot. And I found one there. And I put it in the basket. And then he walked up to the basket and he goes, well, what's happening here? <laughs> I said, well, that's a plant. <laughs> Duh. That I couldn't find that other day. Remember, I was looking for plants and I Remember? came in with three other plants that went somewhere else but still look really good. And he sort of gave me the, mm. the stank face. Yeah. I got the plant, y'all. He didn't argue with me, but <laughs> he was not excited. Mm, <laughs> but it still looks very good in my room. We've had those. I those took Tasha's moments. advice. The two. I, need, does, I needed it, plants. It does make a difference, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I'm telling you. So anyway, we're. I feel like we're bouncing some ideas around for the hood, but I feel like every single option that we've bounced around shouldn't cost more than 100 bucks. That's good. And take a couple hours. Joe's like, oh, I mean, well, double the hours. We're always, we always need to double the time. That's fair. <laughs> we, we typically underestimate time. Yeah. Anyway, so, but here's the thing. So we're, I feel like we've now told you, you need to just make small changes. Right. And I feel like it always at the end of the day, like, okay, well, you know, we're busy. We work hard. We're tired. Everyone's tired. Can we all agree on that? Life is hard. Life is hard. Life is exhausting. It is. So why should you feel motivated? To make these small changes. Well, we talked about that in episode seven. That's right. If you really feel like you need some deep motivation, go listen to that. But in a nutshell, I've said it, I will say it until I'm blue in the face. The happiness or discontentment that you feel with your house carries you around. No, it doesn't carry you. You carry it around. You carry. It follows you. It follows you every moment of every day. And whether you are aware of it or not, it is impacting every other aspect of your life. So basically, it's your choice. You can let your home have a very positive effect on your life, or you can let it have a negative one. I mean, it, to me, it's really that simple. It's, yeah, don't be afraid to make those little changes that are going to, like, flip the switch from negative right. to positive. Right. And I feel, is it the Dutch? Is it the Dutch that practiced Huga? Is that how you say it? Huga. I've heard that word. Darn it. I thought it was Higa. No. It has a Y, but I think it's pronounced it's confusing. Huga. Oh. Anyway, that's kind of what that's all about. Like, you should feel like, as I think Tia put it once, like, your house has given you a hug. Yes. That's what I like. Yes. And I feel like you don't feel like your house is giving you a hug. But. It's the Ottoman. (laughs) It's all the Ottoman. It's all the Ottoman, guys. But we are in the process. We're working on it. Of dramatically changing Tia's kitchen. And it does give me a hug every time I come in there. And what did I say to you yesterday? I feel like Tia thought it was a wee bit dramatic. I don't know. I don't know why I would say that. I've never been dramatic in my life. You've made some big statements. Can we narrow down the. 
I said yesterday, I was standing back in the corner of her kitchen admiring what we've done so far. Admiration moment. That's what I call them. I need to take an admiration moment. (laughs) There's a lot of them. We do. We have a lot of admiring. And I said, Tia, this is going to be life changing. And it sounds dramatic, but I mean it. I mean, that is how I feel. Don't you? Yes, I do feel like (laughs) I'm going to really, really love it. I mean, I feel like you currently... what if you could describe your feeling about your old kitchen in one word, what would it be? Sad. Sad. Right. And my kitchen already, even only. We've the, not even changed. We've, d- we've only changed done the, the backsplash. And the door. And we've painted the door. And the rest is primed, just crying. But it does make me happy. I mean, it is. Tia does not like to cook. And I am not saying she's going to become a chef now. <laughs> But no. I do feel like when you are... Expectations are high. I, know, I feel nervous. I do feel like when you are in there doing the things that you have to do in your kitchen... That dishwasher, man. It does not leave me alone for one minute. It's open and close. Open and close. Yeah. I feel like you will genuinely feel happier. I know. I totally agree. I already do feel happier. And then... And I feel like everybody else does, too. Like, every time my daughter... Now, she's high... She's, she's enthusiastic. She's a high enthousi- highly enthusiastic person. She walks in and she goes, Oh! It's amazing. I love it all. I mean, it's am- I lo- you've worked so hard. It's so wow. beautiful. Like she is every time I get like the wow moment. Yeah. Every time she walks and in. And it's so. Especially it's- in the mornings when she gets up. And hey, y'all, I like that. Yeah. Oh. It's amazing. And not if you're not following along with this on the blog or we've been doing a lot of Instagram stories, you may not know that we are completely transforming her kitchen for about a thousand dollars I mean it is not and that that includes changing the sink I mean it includes some pretty big changes so again I go back to you don't have to spend a ton of money to tweak these things Mm -hmm. this is more than a tweak I mean this is a complete overhaul this is several tweaks (laughs) when I said to Tia this is life-changing I meant it like that is I really believe it will be life-changing right I believe you will not feel as angry about (laughs) You know, making lunches or cleaning up a mess that you. She makes me sound a lot meaner than I no, am. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm in there slamming well, it's pots your and pans. Sad kitchen's and, fault. I it's mean. your sad kitchen. Hitting fault. my kids in the face with their lunchbox. Okay, so bottom line, go back and listen to episode seven if you have it. I feel love if your you home. haven't. I feel like it's really, really important. Um, and I feel like until a room is the way you absolutely want it, it is never. It's like impossible for it to be a waste of money or a waste of your time to fix it it is always worth it sitting in a room that you love everything about sleeping in it whatever is always worth the effort always so I alluded to this book joyful which I'm holding up for Joe and Tia it is so pretty I feel like maybe you bought it for the cover yes it's by Ingrid Lee I mean look at the inside of I the know book. so it, it's like sprinkled with confetti y'all it's it's, it's amazing but so I'm reading this book and I will be honest I had heard a lot there's been a lot of buzz about it I didn't really know what it was about but I saw the cover and I was like that looks like a book I need to read <laughs> that's for me and I feel like what she what this author has done is actually share kind of the science and like actual real life examples of how our environments really impact our joy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like she has given me she has taken my thoughts and really validated them with science with science we knew it was true when you said it we knew it yeah now the scientists are here so I'm gonna read to you settle in with a cup of (laughs) coffee It's story time. I mean, it's not long. Um, but I feel like this what is one of the things that has 
stuck with me most about the book so far, and I'm not even done with it. Okay, so this is, I'm going to try not to read all of it because that would be long, but this is a story that arises from Tirana. I had to, I looked up the pronunciation, Tirana, Albania. Okay. Oh, it's a it's a place, not a person's name. It's a yes, it's a place. On the timeline, I thought it was going to be a person. And so, basically, what happened is that they had a, a new world mayor elected, um, and it this was post. Oh gosh, yeah, this was like after the communist rule. Albania apparently became not all of it. Sorry, Tirana, Albania had become. Um, a place of corruption and organized crime. There were, this is what it says. I'm, this is a direct quote. Pickpockets and prostitutes loitered on corners, garbage piled uncollected in the streets. And as the mayor described, what was he called? The world mayor. Sorry. I'm very interested in this title and how one gets to be world mayor. <laughs> as the world mayor, I think his last name was pronounced Rama, described it the city was dead. It looked like a transit station where one could stay only if waiting for something. Okay. So Rama, Mayor Rama. World Mayor Rama. World Mayor Rama. In the fall of 2000, a crew, he, he basically arranged for a crew of painters to start painting a historic building with vibrant orange paint. I get, I get all the goosebumps mm-hmm. when I... <laughs> woo! It was a shade between tangerine and tang. And it, they painted everything but the windows, all right? And this is what, this is, a, again, I'm going to read. This is a quote. The painted buildings were an act of desperation by a mayor faced with an empty treasury and a demoralized populace. An artist, in, by training, Rama sketched the designs himself, choosing vibrant hues and gaudy patterns that disrupted the bleakness of the urban landscape. The orange building was joined by others as Rama's project quickly spread throughout the city, enveloping public and private buildings alike. At first, the reactions were mixed. Some citizens were horrified, others curious, a few delighted. But soon after, strange things began to happen. People stopped littering in the streets. They started to pay their taxes. Shopkeepers removed the metal grates from their windows. They claimed the streets felt safer, even though there were no more police than there were before. People began to gather in cafes again and talk of raising their children in a new kind of city. Nothing had changed except on the surface. A few patches of red and yellow, turquoise and violet, and yet everything had changed. The city was alive. mm. Oh, I don't know this word, Tia. Ebullient? Wow. Settle in, folks. Ebullient. What's that mean? I'm guessing like enthusiastic happy happy. y'all today i learned a new word ebullient this is a hard one to say (laughs) the city was alive ebullient joyful y'all that is a big deal what kind of reminds me of all these beautiful um (gasps) murals are being painted all over our town by really talented artists outside murals and people are putting them on their businesses and one businessman has sort of made it like his mission to put them on the sides of lots of buildings and you can go and have your picture made in front of them. And it is, I do feel like it is making our town so much more beautiful and alive. And it's bringing people out. Like, it's a really powerful thing. Art is powerful in general. And I think when you it bring is. it to the masses with bright colors and stuff, it really, it changes things. It does. And so I feel like, I, I feel like one limiting belief, if you will, that 
myself and I think a lot of people can encounter is, you know, we live in a materialistic society. And so we tell ourselves if we care a lot about having our house look a certain way, that means we're bad people and we're materialistic. And it's not true. I mean, I feel like that's what this whole joyful book is kind of about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just about environment. I mean, she talks about cl- the clothes that you wear. I mean, it's all the things. But they're at the end of the day, they're all surface things. And what she is teaching us and actually showing us is that things that are on the surface are not, they are not just materialistic. They actually deeply, deeply impact mm-hmm the joy that you have in life well humans are visual creatures so you know we take things in through our eyeballs right and it goes straight to our brain it does that's science i know we're not like you know our homes are not as bad off as tirana you know i'm not like it's very apples to oranges but the, the point is that what you see on the surface you do really, truly react to it, and it does really profoundly impact you. So it is always okay to tweak. In fact, I would say it's important to tweak a room Mm -hmm. until you feel like, oh, I nailed it. Like this is, I feel so good when I'm in Mm -hmm. this space. So there you go. Story time. I is like over. it, and I think that was a good story. I liked Thank you. It. I felt like you were into it. Thanks. Very Liz. uplifting. Thank you, Joe, for your interest. I was very into Joe it. Jonah maybe teased her a little bit, <laughs> but it was very good. No, very good. Well, the whole book is great, and I really I will link to it in the show notes. I really encourage. I'm not done reading it, like I said, but I'm very into it, and I feel like it is enlightening, and I feel like it's very, very validating. You know, if you are a person who has ever. I feel like some of us get like judgment from friends and family. I've gotten it certainly on social media. Like, oh, ugh. The people. I mean, why, you know, I sit on cardboard boxes at my dining room table. Why'd you have to get new chairs? Like, it's very, but to me, it is not materialistic. Like, it is actually affecting my quality of life. Sure. And I feel like that's the, this book really speaks to the heart of that. And, legitimizes it and basically tells you you're not materialistic it actually does matter right and so if you feel unhappy wearing black uh you shouldn't wear black just because it's slimming with i don't know that's a random example guys i'm wearing a black shirt (laughs) (laughs) anyway so well i think it's all good advice and i'm gonna give anthony that is is his homework to read that book tell him it would be his way of bringing joy into other people's lives because he would be happier at home and then he would leave the house happier oh he'd be like uh guys i'm perfectly happy i'm not the one with the problem that's what he (laughs) would say he's pretty happy he's like i'm fine i'm happy with this ottoman guys that's what he would say he is happy he is he's a very happy guy okay well that's all we're going to talk about today so you got advice and a book report that, I mean, right? That, and some science. That really feels like a, th- a twofer. It was a threefer. And I learned a new word. Yeah, four, fourfer. No. I already forgot the word. I'm going to look at it. Thank you. I'm going to look it's it up. It's in the vault now. I mean, it's clear from the context what it is, but I actually want to look it up. Maybe it will really solidify it in my mind. So It's going to be hard to throw that one in conversation. So really, we also had a vocabulary lesson, yeah, too. All, we're, we're teaching Nailing people it. all the things today. All right, so we need to make sure you guys are subscribed to Colorful Conversations on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. When you subscribe, it helps us. And you can also email us anytime that you want to tell us something or ask us a question at podcast at kaleidoscopeliving.com. Yep, we would love it. Tia checks that email address. Yep. Make her very happy yep. to get Make emails. my day. <laughs> 
and leave us a review if you would. Everyone helps, and we love hearing what you have to say. We do. We really do read them all. Some of them make us laugh, um, but really, mostly, they just, it makes us very happy to know that we're serving you in some way. Like, that's kind of the point. Um, also, y'all have been doing a stellar job of tagging us on Instagram and telling us what you do while you listen. It is so much fun. I love seeing it. Um, it seems that most people are doing it, listening for like mundane tasks. Mm-hmm. That's when I listen to podcasts. So that, um, the fact that we could maybe, you know, keep you a little company while you're doing something that you don't That's really want to do makes me very happy. All right. Thanks again. We'll be back here next week with more fun and advice.